Hi there and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Kieran Thomas, and I wanna thank you so much for being here and being a proactive parent and getting the resources that you need to let your child live their most fulfilling and independent life possible. When my own son was diagnosed with autism, I was told to drug him and try behavioral therapies and there was nothing else that we could do for him but manage his symptoms the rest of his life. But I didn't wanna do that. Fortunately, my background in craniosacral therapy Look, now 30 years, let me know that the brain can and does heal, but I didn't know that much about autism. What I did know is that I didn't want to just mask the symptoms with dangerous drugs. I wanted to find the causes and work with them naturally. And fast forward, it took me a decade and a lot of time and effort, but today my son is no longer diagnosable with autism after being told it could not happen. So I'm here to share with you valuable resources to save you the time and some of the expense that I had to spend to figure it out and to help you let your child lead to their best results possible. Every child's level of recovery is different, but we know that children who couldn't sleep through the night are sleeping now through the night and happily. Their immune systems are now strong where they were once sick all the time. Children who were nonverbal and their parents were told they could never speak are now speaking. Children who were getting D's and F's in school are getting A's and B's. And those that were so anxious all the time and couldn't sit still and, and were uncomfortable in their own bodies are now calm and happy and relaxed. And they're leading fulfilling and independent lives with friends. This is what we want for our kids. So I'm here to share the resources with you so that you can get the best results for your child the best possible. And you can start that right now with my free download of this top seven foods to eliminate beginning today of the top foods that are the most inflammatory and toxic that are contributing to those physical and behavioral symptoms of autism that your child is having. They're making his life uncomfortable. So you can get that right now at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods and feel free to share that with anybody you know who would be interested. And I will also link to it in today's show notes. There's of course a lot more than diet, but this is something you could start doing today that will begin to reduce those symptoms. And I'm happy to share everything I can with you. So right now, let's dive into today's episode. Well, welcome back to another episode. I'm always happy to be here for you. And I'm happy that you're here to get educated on the resources that you need for your children and your child with autism and really for the whole family. And today we're going to talk about autism, toxins, and improving the health and behavior. Because so often I have parents asking me just constantly, Karen, what causes my child to have this behavior or this, or you know, whether they're stimming or why is this happening? And I have to always just be so honest and say it is never just one thing. There are a few symptoms that we can target to likelihoods of things that are, are probable causes and that cause certain things like Lyme disease causing rage, rageful anger and uh, lead and mercury also overlap with that because they cause a lot of anger issues. And of course, candida makes things irritable. And then speech issues have a lot to do with aluminum or PANS episodes, you know, with the, the PANS or pediatric autoimmune neuropsychiatric syndrome, where the immune system is basically attacking the brain and causing a lot of issues around uh, speech as well, but in that OCD and heavy obsessive behavior. But as you can all already hear in just a couple of things I've mentioned, 
it is always going to be multiple things. This is why an A to Z program is so important. I always make sure that I am as thorough as possible in covering the four stages that you know, you know I cover in my programs because it has to be everything covered or you're going to fall short of results. And I'm going to talk about a little bit of science background for you right now because I think it could be really helpful because I just know that the more education we have, then the more understanding of what's going on there is. So first of all, I'm gonna talk about a part of the brain called the hypothalamus. The hypothalamus is the part of our brain that tells our nervous system if we should feel calm or fearful. And this is commonly known as a fight or flight response. So the hypothalamus is often injured in children with autism. It has no protective blood brain barrier making it easier for toxins to enter this area of the brain and then cause damage. So a few known environmental toxins, again, like mercury, aluminum, and BPAs in plastics, and uh, that chemical, such as it's found in drinking bottles and uh, baby bottles, toys, dental sealants, and lining of food cans, these all contribute and cross the blood-brain barrier and mold biotoxins are another really big one for mold from water damaged buildings. Uh, and again, many of these symptoms will overlap. And the hypothalamus holds within it the areas responsible for aggression, territorial defense, and sexual pursuit. It also controls sleep and appetite cycles along with the limbic system, which has a lot more to do with emotional uh, control. So that's also a different part of the brain. But, and then are there also hormones? Estrogen receptors in the hypothalamus itself affect food intake, energy, and the distribution of body fat. Some people can't lose weight and it really can have a lot to do with, uh, with it can have to do with thyroid issues. It can have to do, have to do with hormones and it can have to do with uh, how your brain is functioning. And these all, everything I always talk about, there are natural solutions for, which of course, you know that I always cover in everything that I, I teach in my programs, because it's, I don't want you to ever feel like you're at some dead end or you don't know what to do, or, oh my gosh, my child's brain is, is injured. And now it's just going to be that way forever. I can tell you it's a scientific fact that the brain can and does heal. I practiced craniosacral therapist as an instructor even, and I practiced it for over 30 years and I studied the brain extensively. And it is a scientific fact that the brain can and does heal. And I've seen it in my own son from the work that I did. And uh, also how many hundreds, if not thousands of parents that I've shared my resources with now. And it's because the brain is very plastic. It, you know, it's, it's called plasticity. It actually can, uh, can cycle and change and heal just as the liver and the detox organs of the body and, and many organs of the body. What we have to do is get the toxins, the co-infections, you know, the infections out of the way, the pathogens, and then the, the body can do what it naturally knows how to do. And that is take care of itself. But first we have to get all those things out of the way. And again, I'm going back to the hypothalamus that it's part of the endocrine system, which is the hormonal system and the nervous system. They're responsible for messages between the two. And the hypothalamus releases many neurochemicals, including dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter affecting the reward-based motivation, decision-making, ADHD type symptoms, Parkinson's, 
restless leg syndrome, a lack of focus and concentration, or issues with motor control. And this can be really common with people who have trouble handwriting or with handwriting and motor control of their hands. It also affects a part of the brain called the prefrontal cortex. And the prefrontal cortex controls executive functioning, such as the ability to see consequences for our actions and organizational planning. So this is a really big issue for people on the autism spectrum. Another uh, neurochemical called oxytocin is released via the pituitary as part of the hypothalamic functioning. And oxytocin is the hormone involved with the ability to bond with others, especially to the mother after birth. And so this is very, a very important time for your child to be with you right after that they're born. So um, oxytocin just helps our ability to bond with others. So how can we help the hypothalamus? So a few things that you can do are a few supplements that are really easy and our children always need them are proper zinc levels, vitamin D3, which does a lot for the brain, helps the hypothalamus, but it's also the best flu fighter, virus fighter, and great bacteria fighter. So vitamin D3, D as in dog, uh, proper iodine levels and exercise are also crucial to proper functioning of the hypothalamus. Really, really important to make sure your child is getting out and you too are getting outside and getting some exercise, even if it's just a walk or anything you can do outdoors, a bike ride, something. It's good for the brain emotionally as well as physically for the body. Scientists have found that the gut bacteria produces neurotransmitters such as serotonin and dopamine. And up to 95% of serotonin is made in the gut. And the gut has to be healthy for adequate amounts to, of, to be, of serotonin to be produced and transfer properly to the brain. Now you've heard me over and over talk about the importance of diet. Gluten-free and casein-free alone is not enough. And diet alone is not enough. We need to work with all stages of autism recovery. However, diet is the place to start and you need to know about the best foods to the top foods to eliminate that are inflammatory and are tearing your child's gut apart, even when you're doing all of the other work you're doing. So if you haven't got my free foods guide, please do so. Um, it'll help you learn about those foods, why you want to avoid them and make sure again, more understanding you have that about why you want to avoid them. The more often we are usually able to follow through with actually doing it because I know picky eating is an issue and it can be a, a transitional aspect to really change your child away from the foods that they're literally addicted to for many of the reasons that those foods cause addiction in the body um, and also for the inflammation. So on the show notes page, again, it will always be, uh, we'll have my free foods guide available. Um, and if you haven't got it, I'll give you the link now. It's naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods, just the number seven and foods with no spaces. Um, but that is always a good place to start. Um, there's also a really great product that I'll share with you called Stress Reducer Elixir. And it can increase oxytocin and serotonin levels naturally, and it helps to calm your child. And it's a tasteless sublingual, sublingual, <laughs> sublingual uh, uh, liquid, and it comes in drops. So you just drop it into your child's mouth directly on the tongue, or you can add it to a, a tiny bit of water and have them drink it. And it's super easy to give, and it's very, very safe as well. So that could be helpful for you. 
I want you to also realize that your child has been exposed to toxins in utero before they were born. So it really goes without saying that you should do your best to avoid toxins around your children and of course, during pregnancy. When a mother is exposed to environmental toxins during pregnancy, the fetus is directly affected. The liver is our main organ of detoxification and when it is congested and not working properly, then bile and toxins are frequently pushed back into the stomach. The cells become injured and weak as are, and they're more susceptible to damage from pathogenic microbes such as candida overgrowth, parasites, H. pylori bacteria, and of course, much more. So uh, very important to understand that your child has likely even been born with a congested liver because we have toxins in our body and they go into the baby when it's still in, uh, in our bodies in utero. The pathogenic bacteria then cause inflammation in the gut. Again, your child's gut is already a bit weakened at birth possibly and weakens the lining and even breaks holes through it. This is known as leaky gut. And leaky gut allows for undigested foods and other toxins to leak into the bloodstream, causing inflammation throughout the body and the brain. And behaviors we see are due to many factors, of course, but they all include inflammation and its effect on the central nervous system and the brain in particular. And whichever part of the brain is affected is where you will often see many symptoms. Sometimes it's the speech neurons, the, the receptors in the brain, the, the neurons that, that have to do with speech. Other things may be more due to motor control. As I mentioned, if you're reduced dopamine levels, certain things that our bodies are just imbalanced in, and it's usually caused by toxins or pathogens or inflammation. So we can work with all of these naturally. I just want you to have some background to understand a little bit more about what can be going on in your child's body and possibly even in your own. It's always important to take care of ourselves just as well as we do our children. Um, we are caretakers and we really are putting so much energy and emotion out to taking care of our children. And it's very, very important that you take care of yourself. So I always wanna make sure that I say that because I know this journey can be challenging. I have lived it myself and I understand that those challenges. So please be sure to take care of yourself too. And again, it's never just one thing as parents always ask me, you know, there are some types of susceptibilities to certain behaviors that we can say, oh, it, it, you know, this and this are common, but we don't want to bypass other things and make, and, you know, think, oh, well, I don't have to do anything else for my child. We want to cover everything. And again, that's why A to Z of autism recovery is so important. So nothing gets missed. And your child, you know, doesn't reach their optimum potential and level of recovery if, if the things are missed. And that's why a lot of parents can plateau on the autism recovery journey as well. And I know each child deserves to reach their full potential. And this really means striving to alleviate the uncomfortable symptoms of autism that they live with that are causing them really an unpleasant life. They, they hurt physically, they're hurt emotionally. This was my son's story as well. He wanted to feel better and today he does. And I'm grateful for that. And I want you that for you and your child as well. You know, some of these symptoms can be debilitating for them. Some supplements to heal the gut are important. Of course, supplementation for various things and very specific, you know, you know, you, if you've been listening to me for a while, 
you know that it took me a decade to figure out the trial and error and the right things that are out there because there's so much junk out there that doesn't work for our autism recovery. And it took me 10 years to bring my son to recovery, but it was worth every minute. And now I share these resources with you because diet again is the first conscious change we can make to directly impact the health that, that our, our health and our child's health by reducing these inflammatory foods. Again, we strengthen the gut and its lining and in turn, again, assist the gut in making brain messengers, and they're called neurotransmitters, that help the brain function with such things as mood stability, proper sleep, focus and attention, all of these things that most children with autism have a really hard time with. And children who don't have autism or parents and adults that don't have autism or do, a lot of people are, are, are struggling with these challenges and I always want everybody to know you don't have to drug yourself or your child's not an angry child. There are underlying root causes that can naturally be worked with. But again, diet alone is not enough. Very, very, it's very important. So please make sure that you do pay attention to it and get my free food guide. But it uh, diet alone isn't enough. Many parents have learned about gluten and casein and their inflammatory agents and the, the cause of behavioral issues in their child. And these come from biological effects they have on the body, and they need to be removed along with other inflammatory foods. However, remember, it is never just one thing alone that causes your child's behaviors, but diet is an important place to begin to help set the foundation for overall better health. There are other factors which keep your child's gut and brain toxic and prevent them from getting better. Additional pathogens and infections to be aware of that injure the gut and brain are glyphosate, which is in the weed killer Roundup and is also sprayed on our food crops and in the yards of our neighbors and the yards of our schools. And there, it's everywhere. We inhale it in through our nostrils. It's in our drinking water if you don't have a proper filter. And I will link to a a high quality water filter that gets out the heavy metal toxins, gets out the glyphosate because many of the junky filters on the market do not. Um, so make sure you're drinking pure filtered tap water with a really high quality filter um, because again, glyphosate is water soluble and it stays in the water. So it's in our drinking water and our tap water that comes into our home. Uh, heavy metal toxins reach ha wreak havoc on the gut and the neurological system. Mold biotoxins from water damaged buildings affect multiple systems of the body, very much including the hormonal system, and they cross the blood brain barrier. Lyme disease, very prevalent in autism, and of course, parasites. And many of these don't show up in tests, remember, because they, can, they know how to hide, the parasites are, actually have an intelligence, and it doesn't, it, it can be what your child is excreting at the time of a test. Many of these tests are inaccurate or they're, they're not read properly. So you, you might come up that it says your child is negative for them, but they actually are positive for them. But if you're working with something natural and safe, then it's covered. So you know that, you know, that's, that's really important to do uh, because these are big, big triggers in autism and autoimmune issues um, that can cause these extreme behaviors. And so we got to make sure that they're worked with correctly. Now, if you haven't heard me talk about die-off symptoms before, we, you, you likely have if you've been listening to me for a while. 
they are such an important part of autism recovery to, to know about. Most parents are handed a handful of supplements or drugs or whatever at a practitioner's office or anywhere else. They're sent home and told to give them all to your child. And your child just can sometimes go off the wall. Even diet changes can cause a lot of serious behavior changes because as the candida or the bad pathogens in the gut are dying off from not being fed the bad foods that feed them, then they, as they die, they release toxins that can then enter the bloodstream. This is also known as the, the technical term for die off is Herxheimer's reaction. And it basically means that the liver cannot keep up with the filtering out of the toxic waste that's being released by the dying pathogen, pathogenic organisms. And this can cause headaches, fatigue, flu-like symptoms, fever, diarrhea, constipation, you know, and there can be definitely very heightened emotional outbursts or hyperactivity. So you want to detoxify very, very slowly and understand, you know, the, the, the background of why it is important to go slow in autism recovery and why you want to do it properly. You want to su support those detox pathways and support the liver as you're doing everything. Because die-off isn't really such a bad thing. It's actually a good sign when candida and pathogens are dying. However, of course, if the symptoms get too intense, you have to know to reduce the dosages of anything that your child uh, is taking and the supplements and, and uh, for the dosages and even possibly removing certain supplements or dosages, reducing dosages to an absolute minimum until those symptoms subside. You, you don't really want to push it to the point where your child gets so extreme in behaviors that it's then hard to reverse and bring them back. This is, this is something I'm going to talk about in a future episode where, you know, they can get into reactions of PANS, an autoimmune issue where the, the body starts attacking itself and, it, and starts attacking the brain. Um, things like mast cell activation syndrome, where it can start attacking uh, the body, uh, the mast cells can create uh, extreme behaviors as well. And again, that's a whole other episode that I'll, I'm going to be going into again in the future. But I just want you to understand that before things get too heavy, as soon as you see start seeing symptoms increase in your child, slow down. Don't try to just give them more or push too hard. Binders are a really good, important thing to do at that point, of course, but you should already be on those binders and giving your child's body time to catch up with the detoxification because we really don't want them spiraling into further problems. So just be aware that, you know, diet alone can cause these symptoms because the candida are not being fed the sugars and processed carbohydrates that they need. So they die. And again, it's what we want, but we don't want to go too fast. And we have to support the detoxification process as we do this. All too often, again, I see parents just going too fast or rapidly, or they've been sent home from somebody else's office with a handful of things and told to give them to their child without any further education or guidance. And to me, this is just flat out wrong. It's important as somebody who is guiding another person to give them as much education as you can to support and tell them what might happen so that they know what is going on and how to work with it, the solutions there are, because there are always solutions. 
you want to stay with a detoxification and die off process because again, it's very, it must be done really slowly, but there really is no alternative. Autism recovery is more of a marathon. It's not a sprint. So be patient. And I know we really want the best for our kids and we want to get there as fast as we can. But sometimes it's important to know that in, in, in this case with autism recovery, going slow can actually help you move faster. So give the process time, stay consistent, and keep with the protocol as long as is needed. This can take several years and that's okay. But being sure you're on the right protocol, it covers the A to Z of autism recovery and that you're being patient in the process. Eventually, as toxins and pathogens are eliminated and as other fundamental issues are corrected through diet and supplements, you'll be able to get your child's body and brain healthy and functioning as absolutely well as is possible for them. And you won't know what that level is of optimum recovery until you've done the full A to Z. So um, I will be teaching another course on this soon. Please be sure to get my seven foods guide if you don't have it. Um, and that will help you to begin the process and um, make sure that you are uh, able to get the resources from me as well in the future. So again, the uh, today's show notes will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 171. We are at episode 171. So that's the, uh, the link to it directly. And um, if you know anybody who could benefit from this information, please share it. Please leave me a review on uh, iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen, whatever platform you're listening to it, um, because hopefully positive um, uh, reviews help others that are in need to find the episodes that I share and the resources I share and helps them to get the help they need as well. So we're helping our entire community um, because, you know, we know as parents what it, of children with autism, what it's like. And uh, I think it's valuable for us to all share with others. So um, if you know somebody to share this with, please do so. Uh, they appreciate it, as do I. And um, I appreciate you for being here as usual. And uh, I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.